How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So if you did not hear yesterday, the Yankees lost out on another free agent starting pitcher in Frankie Montas. We had heard the reports, we had reported the reports, that the internal discussions indicated that the Yankees could bring him back on a one-year prove-it deal, maybe in the 10 to $12 million range. The Cincinnati Reds said, you know what, we're going to throw a little bit more money at him. And the Yankees were like, no thanks. 1.1 innings last year, shoulder surgery, $16 million for one year. I think we'll pass. Obviously, Yankees decide that they don't want they don't want to go in that route, and it opens up a little bit more question marks. And you know, we thought Montez would be a good guy to bring back, compete, maybe be a back end of the rotation arm. There's still some quality there. He is only one year removed from a really solid season, so Yankees now have to look elsewhere. The pitching options are dwindling. The trade market is thin unless the Yankees want to spend a lot of resources. There's not many options. They're going to have to get creative. And I'm curious to see what general manager Brian Cashman does right now to reinforce this team. Uh, but we're going to talk about Frankie Montas losing him, you know, in the free agent market, who's left over, and ultimately where we go from here, where our attention kind of focuses. Because right now it's it's seeming like the Yankees are running out of options quickly, and we don't necessarily know what they're going to do. So, Ryan, you know, before we dive into this, how you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. You know, as you mentioned, like, it kind of seemed like Montas and the Yankees was like, ah, it's a matter of when, not if. And it was not a matter of when, not if. He's not a New York Yankee, right? He's going to the Cincinnati Reds, and he's uh, completing the Oakland, uh, he's completing the Oakland pitcher for, uh, you know, kind of his destiny of getting traded to the Yankees and going to the Reds, kind of like Sonny Gray did. Um, but, you know, look, the Yankees didn't end up with uh, Frankie Montas. I can understand not going to $17 million for Frankie Montas. I'm not of the belief that, oh, the Yankees should, you know, celebrate not signing Frankie Montas to $16 million. There's no celebrating not getting better. And I think Frankie Montas makes the Reds better. And I sat here and consistently said, hey, that's a good flyer to take. But I didn't feel like Frankie Montas could be the only starter you got this winter. Um, you know, I released an article yesterday that was kind of like my three-step plan for the fix the Yankees pitching staff. Montas wasn't in it. Not because I didn't think Montas should be there. I actually heavily debated between like, all right, Sean Manaya, you know, Frankie Montas. Maybe you just go a reliever route like a Robert Stevenson or Jordan Hicks. Frankie Montas certainly a guy I wanted back. Like, I don't want to sit here and say, because I know our viewers have set, certainly heard me sit here and say, hey, we should bring back Frankie Montas on a cheap deal. Um, and, and I would have loved to bring him back at like that $12 million, $13 million, even $14 million price range. But the Reds went to, 50, to $16 million. The Yankees weren't willing to go to that number. It is what it is. But as you mentioned, it does create a little more questions about... So what are the Yankees exactly going to do with the pitching staff? Because the pitching market is inflated. Like, I, I want to make this very clear right now. There is no such thing as an affordable, reliable starting pitcher. Not on this market. I'm not sure if it'll ever exist again, right? Like, the surplus of guys who, uh, the number of guys who can go out and, and give you 30 starts a year is dwindling, right? It's dwindling like this. Like, the, the number keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller each season. And as the pitch clock gets shorter, which it will again next year, that number is only going to get smaller. You're going to see guys who, you know, kind of survived, I guess, the pitch clock last year get a little bit worse this year or completely fall off this year. Uh, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that there are teams that, you know, not teams, that, that there's not as much, like, there's not as much league-wide interest in, like, giving out these long-term pitching contracts to, to, to guys. Like, there's a reason why I think Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery have hung on the market. I think there's a reason why everybody was so aggressive for Yamamoto because they felt like Yamamoto, you know, was the best bet for a long-term contract. I think there's a reason why the Yankees were willing to go and, and offer $300 million to a guy who had never pitched in Major League Baseball. I know that everybody's like, oh, he's unproven, whatever, but he was probably a team's best bet at, you know, a 
good value, long-term starting pitcher. Like, that's... And that's kind of scary to say, right? Like, Jordan Montgomery, I think he's a good pitcher. But, like, you, you can't lie, Alex. You're going to feel a little uneasy if they give him six years. Blake Snell, I, I don't even know if he's going to make it through the next three or four years. I, I don't even know if he's going to give me 170 innings next year, right? Like, there were a lot of questions with both of these guys. Now, if Monty were to sign for $130 million, I'd be like, yeah, I would do that. But I feel like at this point, if we're sitting here and saying, if a pitcher is going to sign below, you know, what they're expected to get, like that, that's just kind of disingenuous. We know that pitchers are inflated on this market. So maybe the Yankees go to trade route, right? Like Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber would be, I think, an excellent get for the team. But again, right? Like we just saw Frankie Montas got $16 million. Shane Bieber will make $12 million in arbitration next year. That's as much as like Luis Severino. And that's less than Frankie Montas. You don't think Cleveland's saying, hey, this is a guy who's going to cost you virtually nothing uh, money-wise. We want something significant in return. Or the Chris Sale deal, right? Like, obviously, you know, I, and I didn't know we had another small market team in the AL East, Alex. I was unaware. But, you know, the Boston Red Sox traded Chris Sale and, and ate $17 million of that contract. And the Braves gave up Vaughn Grisham. Now, I'm not saying Vaughn Grisham is a world beater or whatever, um, but he did have some major league success. You're not parting ways with, like, you know, I mean, Estevan Florial is no longer here, but it wasn't going to be an Estevan Florial-centered package for Shane Bieber. We're probably looking like Everson Pereira and an arm, right? Like, I think that's a more realistic package. And even then, I like, it depends on if Cleveland likes Pereira or not. If they say, we don't think the hit tool is fixable, we don't like him, then I honestly don't even know how the Yankees and Guardians will match up because the Yankees don't have a lot of major league position players. The Guardians need major league position players. The Guardians have a surplus of pitching. The Yankees have a surplus of pitching. It's not like they meet, uh, match up well the way the Padres and the Yankees did. Now, maybe a guy like Dylan Cease would be of interest, but that's a guy who got worse and lost a tick on his fastball with the implementation of his of the pitch clock. I'm not too sure about him either. And then, obviously, the creme de la creme, the best pitcher on the market, the guy that everybody would want in the New York Yankees, Corbin Burns. He's not happening. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, it's, there's no shot the Yankees trade, like, Roderick Arias Plus for one year of Corbin Burns, a Scott Boris client nonetheless, a guy who's not going to extend, a guy who's going to sign for $300 million next year, a guy who's probably not, like, he, if you sign him, it definitely eats into your soda money. Alex, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely kind of, like, confusing for what the Yankees are going to do this winter. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we we saw them go up to $300 million for Yamamoto, and for what it's worth, Yamamoto's obviously a lot less proven than Corbin Burns in Major League Baseball, so I have to ask myself, you know, and you said they're going to eat into the money that they would be spending on Juan Soto. Look, honestly, dude, at this rate right now, I don't think the Yankees are going to pass the, the last threshold of the luxury tax. Like, if they don't spend it, if they don't go out and get another big contract— they're probably going to settle in around where they were last year. You know what I mean? In in a similar range. So they're not really spending much more. Like they have not been aside from getting Verdugo's not making much. And then and then Juan Soto, they are they haven't spent anything in free agency, right? So like they consumed some contracts and bigger uh, salaries, but um, obviously they offloaded 20 million from Josh Donaldson and they offloaded a combined like 12 mil from Luis Severino and maybe a couple more million from Montas and Herman and Severino. So they they really did not spend any additional money. They just replaced all of those guys with uh, you know Juan Soto and and Verdugo's contract. So in my opinion, if they don't spend big this offseason, they've have to go out next year, extend Soto and get Corbin Burns. And then you have like you can still exercise the primes of Aaron Judge and still exercise the prime of Garrett Cole. 
and have those core pieces, and they'll carry you to a, a deep playoff run. So if the Yankees don't want to spend big this year, and they want to wait, they get Juan Soto, they have him adjusted, they, he gets used to Yankee Stadium, he, he knows what it's like to be in New York, and then you go get Corbin Burns for the same amount you were going to pay for Yamamoto, and you save a little money this year, and you're already increasing the prices, and you know, you're making more money, maybe, is that crazy to think they could do both? You know what I mean? Is that crazy to think they could do both? Like, I, I personally don't think so. Maybe they take a page out of the Shohei Otani uh, handbook and say, let's defer a bunch of Juan Soto's money to later on in the contract and go get Corbin Burns. Because, you know, Juan Soto's deal is going to be like 10, 12 years long. You know what I mean? Corbin Burns, I don't know how long his contract will be, but you'd have to think Juan Soto's would be a little bit longer based on age. They could push that money back. They could defer it until the later seasons, get Burns, and keep that money down. Is, is that a – I don't know. That sounds like something that could happen. Um, but if they go out and spend $160 million, $150 million on Montgomery or Snell right now, that's off the table. You know what I mean? Like now, now you're talking about you can't do both. So I'll ask you this right now. Would you rather take a swing on Snell and Montgomery right now or take a much more cost-efficient approach, defer a little bit of money on Juan Soto's deal and, and still – and get Corbin Burns. Like do – get both because the Yankees have the money. They can do it. They just watch the Dodgers spit in their face. You know what I mean? They have to answer. That's a freaking answer. That's a response. Convince Juan Soto to defer some of that money. Give him a huge signing bonus. There's no posting fee, by the way, because, you know, they have to give Yamamoto a huge posting fee, so they, they get to keep that money, too. That's $40 million, $30, $40 million that the Dodgers had to spend. Of course, that's, you know, not Otani and the deferred money, but the Yankees end up winning this entire situation if they get Burns next year. You know, what do you, what do you think about that? How realistic do you think it is that we could end up seeing a extension for Soto and go and get Burns? Well, I think that the big issue here is, like, can any player really say they have the off-field branding that Shohei Otani does, right? Like, is Juan Soto going to make the money off-field just with branding and marketing and sponsorships that Shohei Otani will? I'd say no. And Scott Boris, not that he's not a deferrals guy, um, but I think a big part of why I didn't love the Nationals extension wasn't just the fact that, look, $440 million when you have, like, two and a half years still of arbitration money is, it's not cutting it, right? Like, you're Juan Soto. It's got to be a $500 million extension offer if you're going to sign that. Um, but also the deferred money. It means that you're not getting a lot of money up front. Um, and from Soto's perspective, you could probably get a non-deferred deal from somebody else, right? And, and still make, you know, an, an unbelievable amount of money in his post-playing career. Um, you know, and, and then another factor of this, and, and kind of the over-looming thing here is, how willing are the Yankees to part ways with what it'll take for, for Corbin Burns uh, this winter, knowing that the Brewers don't feel necessarily like they have to trade Burns? Uh, the, the, the Padres had to trade Juan Soto. There's kind of a little bit of a difference here. The, the Soto trade was a matter of the Padres couldn't financially, fe couldn't feasibly sign, keep Juan Soto and go out and get pitching. Um, and then from the from the Brewers' perspective, they can hang on for a little bit to uh, Corbin Burns, and they seem pretty inclined to do so. They, they seem pretty interested in keeping Corbin Burns and maybe waiting to the deadline, seeing if they can compete, seeing if they can get one more contention year out of these guys. Um, and, and if they do, then obviously, you know, you somehow win a world series, right? Like that changes everything. Now you're, you know, when they leave in for agency, your fans don't really care as much. Um, so that's probably the Brewers perspective. Maybe there's something we visit at the deadline. That's not saying the Yankees shouldn't have the conversation. Alex, Brian Cashman admitted to the fact that he had conversations at the deadline for Juan Soto with AJ Preller and that that created a lot of the framework of the deal they had this winter. If they don't talk to them in the summer, they don't get Juan Soto in the winter. 
them talking to Corbin Burns in the winter could help them get, you know, an understanding as to what the Brewers will look for in the summer. So, you know, that's something that at least, you know, I want to flow out there just because they don't get Corbin Burns now doesn't mean they don't have a chance to get him in the future. Um, it, it just means that, like, I don't know how motivated the Brewers are to move him right now. I don't know how motivated the Yankees are to convince the Brewers to move him. Because when I say convince, it's not saying, hey, guys, you guys would get a lot better with these prospects. It's saying, here's an offer you can't refuse. Are the Yankees an offer can't refuse stage for Corbin Burns? I don't think so. Um, now, another question that I, you, that kind of floats, and you mentioned this, like Blake Snell, like are you going to go pay Blake Snell and, and, and Josh, uh, not Josh Hader, Jordan Montgomery, knowing that those guys are kind of going to hamstring you a little bit. If you sign Soda, you're kind of done with big contracts for in the next few years. Are Snell and Montgomery worth it? You know, I, I know this is an uncomfortable kind of idea to float out there, but I don't know if the Yankees are completely opposed to trying to seeing which one of their young guys could be a fifth starter for them. I don't love the prospect of it because, quite frankly, I don't love the durability and the rotation or the lack thereof. Um, but if the Yankees feel like they can't find a starter that they like on the market and they think, hey, you know, all these like middle, like, do they think Lucas Giolito will prevent more prevent runs better than Will Warren? If they don't think so, they, they're not going to sign him, right? Like that's, I think they're in that mentality of if you don't make us clearly better, we're not going to sign you. Now, I think Monty makes them clearly better. I think Snell makes them clearly better, but I think they want them at their price points. I still like, I just still come back to Shane Bieber and say, you know, that just makes sense. You don't have to trade a ton. You'll still have to trade something that hurts, but not a ton to go out and get him. It's $12 million in arbitration and you still have money to spend in for agency, right? Like if you want to go out and get Robert Stevenson, you can. If you want to go out and sign Wani Peralta, you can. If you want to go out and sign Jordan Hicks, you can, right? Like it doesn't stop you from doing anything. I think if you sign Montgomery, it might stop you from saying, hey, let's go get a really big reliever arm. And I'm not a fan of, tr of paying relievers big time, but if you tell me I can get Robert Stevenson and throw him in this bullpen alongside Clay Holmes and I add Shane Bieber and that's my two additions to the pitching staff, Alex, I think that's a really damn good pitching staff. Like, I, I know that that's a bullish take. I know that you're banking on some risk here, but I think that's pretty damn good. So, you know, to kind of summarize the question here, if Corbin Burns is available and the Yankees can get him at a certain price point, by all means, go get him. He's the best fit out there. But it doesn't like if they don't get him now it doesn't mean they can't get him later and then i'm not sure how interested the yankees are in going like balls to the wall for stella montgomery i'm still gonna say if they sign them it's because their value their market dropped and considering where the pitching market's going i'm not sure that's gonna happen yeah that's that's the concern for me as well that their market's not gonna drop it's gonna stay higher someone's i mean look the cincinnati Reds just give 16 mil to frankie montas that market's not dropping you know what i mean like someone's gonna give 25 plus million dollars to montgomery and snell um and it's gonna be a team that you know thinks they have a chance and have the money and they haven't spent a lot and you know it's or it could be a team with a lot of money that wants to just reinforce uh, another you know piece in their rotation so we'll see how it goes but the yankees i feel like would have been a little bit quicker to make one of these moves if it if it was going to happen of course it still could um but cashman's taking it really careful you know he's, he's really cautious right now it's step by step you know inch by inch i i don't know exactly what the plan is here and we're gonna find out hopefully in the next couple weeks but you know spring training's quickly creeping up on us it's in a couple months we have time the market's still you know there's still a couple options the trade market's still there but i wouldn't be surprised if we saw more of a stopgap scenario and then maybe a deadline move a trade deadline move next summer that's kind of how i'm feeling right now um i think they'll be active at the deadline as they always are especially if we're in a chance to compete for a world series but we'll see you know this is definitely an interesting scenario for the yankees to be in i'd love to hear your perspective down below in the youtube comment section as always like and subscribe have a great new year's eve my friends stay safe out there don't drive don't even get in the car with anybody stay safe really it's it's one of those nights where crazy things happen and always important to take care of yourself first and your family and friends so i'm um, sending love to all you guys and your families have a great rest of your night 
and we'll catch you guys on the next Friday Yankees episode.